This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. Welcome to the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. I'm Ken, and with me as always, Cody and Kyle. Hello again, everyone. Hi, everyone. We're back. We are. We're all back. After, back, back, back. after a short hiatus. Yeah, we all needed a break. I mean, it happens in the summer. We can take one day off. We were <laughs> no, we were busy counting money from all these ticket sales. Money. Yes. Two all weeks in a row. Money. It gets crazy. Yeah. And the SVOG stuff coming in. So oh, Damn right. Counting more money on top Box of that. Box office, SVOG. We're swimming in it now. Money. <laughs> Gotta love it. Don't you love Ching. it when theaters make money? <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it was crazy. Two weeks in a row of pandemic record breakers yeah back to back huge grocers uh, i mean that's what we're calling it now pandemic breakers hey yeah i mean it we can't ask for more than we're given with these these two did did fine with the everything we're competing with Mm -hmm. competing with pandemic theaters that aren't able to reopen because of funding um disney plus (laughs) intervening and hurting some of the grosses (laughs) yeah streaming uh, variant pandemic variants making a rise, a comeback. Yeah, there's lots of stuff going on. But people went out, people saw movies, people paid some money, and theaters took in some revenues. They so, had a good weekend. Life's good. Yeah, had yep. a really good weekend. Another good weekend coming up. Hopefully. Yeah. Space Jam. You and guys, a... you guys excited for that one? I am so excited. I'm taking our youngest son. Yeah. And um, and then we'll take our oldest son on another trip, but. Have, the, have, have they seen the first Space Jam? Yeah, they have, actually. Oh, they have? They like okay. it. Oh, yeah. They assumed LeBron James was the star in both movies, which was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> being, being like five and seven, they're like, is that LeBron James? He looks so much different. Meanwhile, yeah. Jordan Pierce are like, how could you ever say that? <laughs> no, their, their father, who is a Jordan Pierce. Right. So like, how could you we're gonna, say that? We're going to teach you some lessons, kids. I like swallowed my tongue. <laughs> I couldn't. What? <laughs> no, no. Two different basketball players. <laughs> but uh, good. Yeah. Hopefully that one and Escape Room 2 does well this weekend. And hopefully people like those movies. Yeah. Yeah, good spacing for for a horror movie. We haven't had one in three weeks since Purge on since seven Purge. two. Yeah. yeah, so this Century is weeks. or two weeks, two weeks. Jeez, but that's good spacing. We need two weeks in between for Purge to make its money, and I now think, it's time for Escape Room. I think the best thing about Escape Room is it's PG thirteen rating. I think that yeah. what that made the first one work. Um, it'll be. A little different this go around. The first one came out in January um, and kind of just had a really new, fresh concept about, um, and and it didn't have any competition at that time. And it no, it kind of no. had legs and built up momentum. I'm not sure we're going to get the same effect with this one. I just think there's too much competition around it, but it, it probably has a solid couple weeks and it's theater I would, exclusive. I would say so. Yeah. yeah. I mean... It doesn't necessarily need to make, you know, big opening numbers. It just needs to have enough longevity to where theaters can probably see a success from it. Yeah, I I see it really struggling past the third week. Yeah, I do too. But I think that's about just right, Just because though. there's so much product. I mean, mm-hmm. they really load up product right before Labor Day weekend. And, and it might just get bumped off to, you know, for the new stuff. But... Um, but I mean, if it's doing great and Sony allows shows and stuff, there's no reason not to keep it for matinees and keep it going. Yeah, totally. So. Yeah. PG-13 horror is hopefully making a comeback with this one. Yeah. We need to see more of those. Well, I think the the concept's still good. Um, and they made it on a grander scale, which, mm-hmm. which brings kind of a freshness to you it. You always like to see a sequel where they spend more money than less money. Yeah. <laughs> that means they have a little bit of confidence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> but no, yeah. um, should be a good weekend and mm-hmm. Black Widow will still be around. Yeah. Yeah. I'm anxious to see what the drop off is on Black Widow because yeah. we talked to, oh, we didn't really get to talk about the Black Widow drop off. Um, Deadline had an article that said if you, 
included the Friday night or the Thursday early shows with into the Friday gross, the drop off between Friday and Saturday was actually pretty substantial. I think it was something like 40%. Mm, if you didn't take, okay. if you took out the Thursday early shows, then it was more like it's 20%. But what deadline surmised was that um, the walk up crowd that usually comes on Saturdays just didn't come you know they didn't come as much half the people came interesting and so what you're seeing i think there's the direct effect of disney plus and having it being day and date on streaming and then they also said historically marvel movies drop off from the weekend through the three-day weekend into the four five-day week or mm-hmm. four-day week um only drop off 10 percent yeah and this 10 to 20 off, this dropped off 50 percent yeah so <laughs> wow, the, really so it just killed the weekday business on yeah. it so it really and what we're i think we're going to see that trend more and more with if if films are going to have day and date streaming what you're going to see is such a drop off between the event of the opening weekend mm-hmm. and the and then the repeat viewings during the week so usually your week is is kept up because there's new people coming in that want to skip the big crowded weekend but also there's repeat viewings and I don't think you're going to see repeat viewings in the theater. I think that's where you're going to pick up on streaming for the repeat viewings. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, do we know if the what the drop off did look like between Thursday and Friday? Or I no. Yeah, between Thursday and Friday at all was or was it just not enough to? Oh, like... I didn't. I didn't look at that analysis. Okay. Usually, what you do is when you have a Thursday early, premiere early show, you wrap those grosses into Friday, so it's, oh, they, they never are standalone it. days. Gotcha. They're... Okay, that does make more sense. Friday then. morning, you usually get like a an idea of what it is, yeah. but then they never give you anything after that. I'm it's just because um, this is total trade stuff but you create a box office report on a seven day report when the film opens Mm -hmm. well films usually open on friday so even though it technically premiered on thursday evening those grosses go into friday's gross it's like having a midnight show at six seven o'clock now that's how they're treated okay i see what you mean i was just wondering if maybe because there was just so much anticipation after like a year and a half of not having a Marvel movie in the theater and people not being able to go to the theater to see it for so long if like there was just so much or so many people going on like Thursday or Friday showings that they just did their fill. And then yeah. Saturday we saw the huge drop off because like the majority of people wanted to see it on those two days well, so much. I think you've got two situations there. I think you've got fans, fan yeah. boys, and they will always go out early yes. to the theater. They're the ones that want to see it in the theater right away. Mm-hmm. And then I think you've got um, general audiences. Okay. And yeah. And yeah, there is a lot of pent up anticipation in general audiences to get out of the house and do something. Mm. But I think with with Black Widow in particular, it was so front loaded because of fans. Yeah. And not from general audiences. Just being like, I need a film to get out. I kinda had a feeling you would say something like that. So And we've that seen that just, with anyway, yes, everything since right. I mean since F nine did the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Tom and Jerry, Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Raya, Raya was a weird one because it didn't do any business, and then right. we had the uh, cinema, Cinemark not playing that's, it. That's too far, I think, in pandemic with too many closures. I think you can't go much past. Yeah. But they've all shown these July big drops, yeah. all of them. I mean, since since reopening, we've since we've gotten big openings, we mm-hmm. haven't had any sustained grosses. No, so far. I mean the one that surprises me the most is Cruella. That held in once it dropped. It held really steady. It dropped yeah. to a certain level and is just held really steady. And what that tells me is that it's doing great matinee business. That mm-hmm. there's from a, from a crowd that usually yeah. won't go to theaters, but they just keep hearing good th- good enough yeah. things about it to where they're curious. Where they're curious. Yeah. Yep. I agree. So I think that one has been the the one that I think has sustained mm-hmm. the longest. Yeah. Um, Hitman's and- is newer, but it's held in there too after that first week drop. A little bit, but it's not no, I mean, on it's not, screen yeah, as much not, as Cruella yeah, is. Exactly. And the other one could be Quiet Place 2, also held in there pretty good. But I feel like that's more to the exclusivity of being in the theater. Mm-hmm. That's a traditional holdover, um, you know, keeping it there because it's not anywhere else. Cruella is on Disney Plus, and I'm not sure that we've got to start tracking just internally when things start going off premium VOD. Right. 
Yeah, because it varies. I mean, HBO Max, they removed the premiere thing or a similar premiere thing after 30 days. Yeah. Disney Plus, I think they hold it on for a bit longer, maybe maybe 45 days. I'm just taking a guess. Yeah, I don't know. We got to st- that's something internally we got to It's such start a weird tracking. model. <laughs> oh, none of it makes sense. That that's the way they chose to go. Yeah, what, none what of it makes mean? sense. To take it off of the streaming service. Oh, you mean with Warner Brothers? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's awesome. No, no, I think it's good too, but it's so strange. It, it, is, it doesn't make sense for Warner Bros counter, to do it that way. It, it's counterintuitive, but it allows subrun <laughs> It's the only model that still allows subrun theaters to have a sh- a little bit of a shot. It's a stupid model regardless, but you're right <laughs> yeah. about that like, about that one part. At the point that when subrun theaters would finally get in normally, it's now off streaming and yeah. you've got a little exclusivity window. And and I so I like that. I don't I really don't mind that model. I think that that leaves some room for for that in the theaters. It's just it's just weird. You wouldn't think it would be that way. Is a quiet place 2 on Paramount Plus now? Has it been 45 days? Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. it's been 45 days already. Oh, I think geez. we're going to see right. a, a bigger drop off with that now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we have to. That's the cheapest of the streaming services. <laughs> Paramount Plus. I feel <laughs> yeah. like every time you look there's like get 30 days for 99 cents <laughs> like they're just <laughs> yeah. trying Please. to get you onto it <laughs> no matter how they can get you there they'll get you there yeah well after... i think we signed up for one of those one dollar a month <laughs> promotions sure. so we could watch yeah. the spongebob movie with the kids <laughs> two hours of bliss that's all i need I just... <laughs> two hours of silence yeah you're just so desperate for something new that's so funny so well um... we'll talk about more with black widow yeah in a bit but is there anything that we need to catch up on in terms of what's going on i think the only thing we need to talk about is that the comeback trail from cloudburst was originally set for next week on 723 but they have now taken it off the release schedule probably a pretty good move i don't think that that needed to go in summer it was definitely going to get crowded out and so i'm not sure they were getting all the dates they wanted or if they or in the locations that they were targeting so um it's now unset and we will let you know if that ever comes back on the release schedule yeah i mean we've seen our praises on it in past episodes and i think we've basically said like it can work at any time as long as it's not too crowded of a release schedule it was a good fall picture but now the fall is pretty stacked this year so i'm not sure when they're going to be able to find a, a time for it Award season, baby. Why not? (laughs) Zach Braffer, best supporting actor. (laughs) Well, Um, yeah. When it comes to booking strategies this week, it's finding room now for movies. I mean, you're having to skip like good, solid films because you don't have room in smaller complexes. Well, yeah, I don't have room. I need to make sure that I give multiple screens to things. I didn't know if I would be there at this point yet. You just never knew. No, especially with the day and dating on streaming. Like Black Widow had such good grosses that we ended up needing more screens than what we had kind of originally planned. But with the drop off, am I going to need all those screens the next week? I just, it's just refiguring out where the pattern is now, where, what's the new normal, where the baselines are. Mm And you just want to make sure that you give enough because it's better, I think, to have too many show times of something that's really big, that especially on opening weekend, because even if you're not selling out the auditorium, what you're doing is you're is you're allowing the lobby to clear out a little bit better and people to linger and buy concessions and not feel rushed and not feel like they have to get to their to their seat right away even though it's probably an a, a pre-assigned seat or you know pre-selected seat already there's still you just don't want to sit in that crowded lobby as people coming and going so it just offers a little bit better crowd control more opportunity to sell concessions so we with keeping that in mind we do try to give things plenty plenty of screens and it's just now we're kind of coming into it where they're all doing pretty good and and unfortunately the little guys the little distributors are just getting crowded out I just can't there's a cost to the screen there's a cost to show a film right and so I either show a major studio film where the cost is higher terms but they do the marketing spends and you get a really good state you know state-of-the-art marketing team doing the marketing for you or I do a smaller title cheaper for sure but then i as the venue have to do the marketing 
and and so there's just there's a cost there for it and right now i think it's just easier to put in the bigger films and that have more awareness on them and more ability to bring people in than do the smaller films that you have to spend book way out ahead of time spend the marketing on and create the promotion and the event around i just don't think theaters are are yet there i mean we're gonna get there one day but they're not there now and so we still are relying on those major studios and their marketing machines yeah yeah i'd agree with all that i have no additional thoughts ken (laughs) well speaking of machines how are these uh machines at the sba processing these uh, applications (laughs) broken out rust buckets (laughs) yeah Um, i feel like they have pull starts on them yeah (laughs) (laughs) like an old lawnmower then it spits out some smoke and you're like another day we're gonna get through another day (laughs) um from what i hear more and more people are getting their applications approved so that's good news more and, and more. more and more people are actually getting funded um it's just a slow process just i want to say just because your application says pending doesn't mean that you've been denied they will let you know if there's an issue and if you've been denied i just think that they haven't looked at your application yet and that's the issue um i didn't get the numbers this week from SBA, but I imagine they're around like me, they could maybe be about halfway through the application, just reviewing the applications. So there's a good chance they haven't even gotten to your application. Yeah. This definitely isn't the um, PPP program where they're just rubber stamping everything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> looks good. Looks good. Yeah. Looks good. Yeah. Good news <laughs> is though, we're hearing that not very many are getting denied. And a lot of the times they're getting denied because of an ownership change. Uh, where the new owning entity is not eligible for the grant. And so if you didn't get the grant from the previous entity, the new entity is not eligible. It's not getting the grant. So I think that's the most common reason why people are being denied. But it's very few and far between. Usually, you know, if you're on the up and up and they got your application, they're reviewing it. There might be some technical Mm -hmm. glitches, but you're mostly getting approved. And I'm sure there's still some people applying for it so if you're still waiting odds are you're just probably yeah. still at the back of the I list mean, they, and you probably will get accepted it just you're all the way back there probably. you're all the way back there yeah they're not even going to get to you although i i would recommend people apply because it sounds like they might have money left over and yeah if they take have, a chance they have money left over for a second draw that means that there was money for you on a first draw so mm-hmm. you should you should get you know try it it's the only time we're going to see a grant specifically for theaters of this magnitude. Yeah, so take advantage of it mm-hmm. if you can. Not Hopefully they don't be say patient. No. Yes, be patient. Too. Know that you have 12 months to spend the money and they, but the but you can only spend them on costs associated with 2020 expenses and part of the way into 2021. All right. Can't hold anything back for 20 future expenses. It all has to be something you paid for previously. All right. All right. So, Let's talk more Black Widow. That I feel Let's like that's the it. big news. Kyle, <laughs> did you see Black Widow? I did. Okay, thoughts. Um, I was surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Not because I didn't think the movie would be bad, just because Black Widow hasn't been a character that I really need to see a movie about. I just think her as a supporting character, they've done enough to where most of everyone can enjoy the character just fine without needing a whole movie to herself. Um, but obviously they made one anyway, and I did enjoy it. Um, see Scarlet- Ant-Man, see Ant-Man too. <laughs> <laughs> he shrinks. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I don't think it's the movie that fans are really needing when it comes to Black Widow, but I think it does enough to have it be a solid entry for the MCU and a solid entry for that character. Um, Scarlett Johansson, of course, is great in the lead role, as she is in every one of the roles that she's been in prior. Um, she does have, like, great dynamics that are different from the past characters that we've seen her interact with. Like, new characters from David Harbour and Florence Pugh are really entertained on their own, but they also have great dynamics with her as well. Um, I did like the tone of this movie. It was elements of a Jason, Spo- a Jason Bourne spy thriller at times. And, um, yeah, I think Ken is kind of right about, like, 
where you would place this movie at in terms of tiers, probably Ant-Man and Man 2, where they're enjoyable, but they're not the, the most memorable movies, but obviously not all of them can be super great or super memorable. But They're, they're not Eric Bana's Incredible Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> the treasure that it truly is. <laughs> um, no, I, I think it does just well enough to where people can enjoy it. So does the after credit scene set up Florence Pugh's character as a possible villain? Um, yeah. You're asking Kyle to give spoilers? Or is it going to be a Disney plus TV series villain? I'm I'm only giving away spoilers because it's for a Disney plus thing. Yeah. So I think it's possible. I, I see it going to where she's initially a bad guy that turns good. That's kind of the route that I see that character going, but normally I probably wouldn't give that away, but because I kind of got a little mad that they're saying up a Disney Plus show and that after credits scene, I'm like, yeah, yeah. sure, people can know. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're, oh, my gosh. That makes me kind of mad, too. Like, Yeah. I mean, this I'm, is a theater. You know, they really need a separation between... I know they're trying to create this whole connective universe Yeah. so that you're like, oh, if I want more story, I have to go to Disney Plus, or oh, if I want the big next continuation, I have to go to... Um, uh, go theaters. to the theaters. I yeah, and I I guess they kind of switched it. I think Loki, the TV show, ended up setting up maybe what is potentially the big villain for the next cinematic universe. Seems like it. Yeah. Whereas this set up a the next <laughs> where this end of credit scene set up the next. I think it sets up the Hawkeye show that they're yeah. gonna have. That's what it seems like. I mean, I don't know. It's. It's frustrating, but also as a fan, like, it's kind of fun at the same time. Right. Like, that's what they're supposed to be for. But at the same time, though, as someone who loves, like, seeing stuff in the cinema, it just irked me slightly. Like, it was a good tease, but at the same time, I was like, ah, but I, I want to know about the movies. I want to be at the experience and mm-hmm. feel that tease for a movie, but not this time around. They're going to make a Hawkeye show? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> the only Hawkeye show I want to see is when he has the mental breakdown when his family disappears, and he just straight up murders people for five oh, straight years. Oh, I'd love yeah. That's the only show I want to see. I, I would be in on it. Yeah. I totally would be. I don't know when it takes... Maybe it does take place. I have no idea. That's that's what I need. But I I'll be in. just need him to straight up just murder Let's see anybody. see this killing spree. You got a parking ticket? What? <laughs> <laughs> My family got wiped. No for the parking ticket. <laughs> there was a bunch of uh, controversy around the Black Widow stuff. The a little bit. Stats and so industry we, controversy. So while we yeah. had a really, really solid opening, theatrical opening, I mean, the best we've seen so far, uh, we could tell as we you know did with other films that there was money left on the table, that this did not hit the expected baseline of where we thought this movie should be for a Marvel movie in, in theaters. They're just, so something has altered it and it, and it, you have to know that it's streaming. Streaming took a chunk. It took skim the top of the potential for the theater. And Disney actually like went out there and, and put out the numbers that they said they made what 60 million dollars streaming from just the from just the extra pvod yeah that's the estimate they gave now now it's it's interesting that they're doing this with black widow because they wouldn't do it with anything else they never they nope. didn't do it with luca they didn't do it with, with Raya, yeah. mulan well, they did it with the one that worked <laughs> well or they say yes. it worked so i yeah. i have a couple thoughts on this one is that yeah it probably did work there's still when we talked about the fanboys that went out, a lot of the demographics weren't older women stayed home. And those might be the ones that had viewing parties on. Could have been. Yeah. And we know from secondhand accounts that some people did do massive viewing parties where they <laughs> paid 30 bucks and got, but they had like 20 people there. Yeah. I mean, split the cost makes it a lot cheaper. That's like Bring some chips and dip. That's Kyle's worst nightmare for watching a movie. <laughs> watch a movie with 20 other people. He don't even watch movies with me anymore. <laughs> so yeah. So there, so fanboys went out, uh, older women kind of st- tended to stay home. I'm not sure that this was a movie really for them, even though it had a female lead, it's still a Marvel movie and it think a character that was developed, not for ladies, but mm, she's very fine. developed. <laughs> yeah not for ladies <laughs> and then and so you so you wonder about that a little bit um about the 
who was watching during the 60 million mm-hmm. and how much money they may have left on the table by um because what the theater does is it filters you can't take 20 people to the theater and not have everybody pay so they capture something from every one of those pairs of eyeballs yeah when they have just disney plus you can have those big parties and they only capture the one rental and the one subscription maybe right. so they've not they've not captured any market from any of those other eyeballs the way a theater does and, and you don't get to lock them down show them trailers no <laughs> you don't get to you know do anything with them so i just i think i would rather have had you know 60 percent of the theatrical and gained more people than what i could have potentially left on the table by just having in-home viewing now i know that disney is super big and most most corporations are with that concept of direct to consumer like yeah. we don't want any middleman in between us and the consumer's dollars but that mid- but the theaters aren't just a middleman taking their chunk and leaving you with nothing they're a middleman that heightens your product that mm-hmm. legitimizes your product that acts as a filter and gets you more on that for your product so <laughs> i think that they're coming to realize that they need that they need theaters however it's interesting the timing because Jungle Cruise is coming out and that's the last one they've announced is is a PVOD. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I don't know if they're gearing up to argue for more PVOD on like Free Guy and Sean Chi or if they're just beating their own drum on this. I, I mean, I could see where they're like, oh, the model was so good and they need to get it out for investors maybe to... Or, or it could just be a investor, you know, legitimizing their position. It would have been position. the easiest thing in the world to do and say, Mulan made $120 million in <laughs> ticket sales or right. uh, rental sales. Bump up the number a couple million. But they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> With Seoul, they could have yeah. very easily done this, mm-hmm. but they didn't. <laughs> but they didn't. So it makes you wonder why on this one they did and what is is this strategy that it was just that successful and they want to praise themselves or is there something else going on so you just you A never know darker, I don't trust more them. sinister plan i think mcu is just the biggest and most popular brand that announcing good enough for disney numbers mm-hmm. for streaming is the way to make yourselves look good but also the way to make their point of like we don't want a middleman like clearly people will see it's great stuff that we have coming in regardless of theater or streaming. So I, I could see this number kind of fooling other studios into thinking, Oh wait, maybe this idea does work. While meanwhile we saw with in the Heights, like it didn't work either way. No streaming or in theaters. Right. If a movie's bad, it's not going to work. I just, I wonder if it's like value positioning for their shareholders right now. Because I think I read somewhere that their stock did go down a little bit. Interesting. So we'll have to come back to that. Because if the timing is that their stock came down and then they had this big weekend and did a big announcement, maybe that's to goose it back up there a little bit. But who knows? I guess it could have been that too. I I just know that it has an effect on theaters. That it has skimmed the top off of what your normal pre-pandemic... grosses would have been Mm -hmm. and i think for theaters moving forward you need to decide or evaluate can i survive on lower grosses because across the board we're gonna have great films we're gonna have great films that sell out opening weekends yeah we're gonna have films that probably don't carry you eight ten weeks like they Mm -hmm. did before and what even on opening weekend they're not going to be 2019 numbers we'll probably never see 2018 numbers and so can as you're looking at your revenue can you survive off less revenue from ticket sales and if you can't are you able to pivot are you able to pivot and find new revenue sources and i and that's where theaters need to be and need to be evaluating like this year they'll probably get through they had svog money they've got some pent-up you know like need in the marketplace to see movies but as we move forward and the concept of, of day and dating becomes habitualized mm. with these people and these consumers being sorted to the, I'll wait and see this type of movie on streaming and I'll go to the theater for this movie. 
how are you going to deal with lower box office revenues? And yeah. can you supplement that with experience like alcohol, recliners, other other alternative content? Um, and that could be lots of different things. Closing the an theater. auditorium and raising tigers and having people pay you to pet them. <laughs> <laughs> Think outside Tiger the box King. is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. I'm not do- saying get at yourself exotic pets, but... I'm saying think about is that auditorium if you if you've got 10 or 12 or 13 you know or more are those auditoriums generating the revenue for you in as a standalone room and is the movies making the revenue generated or is something else I mean you do have this big huge building and these pre created rooms like you couldn't put some you could definitely put something else in there and that you might need right. to start thinking about that yeah, creating some sort of action park style ride that you crash into the screen. <laughs> well, maybe there's no screen. Ken. Indoor an indoor fireworks display. <laughs> display. Yeah, test um, our fireworks. Yeah, test our fireworks for us. <laughs> yeah, I do wonder about Black Widow's box office numbers under normal pre-pandemic circumstances. If it was theater exclusive, I wonder if Black Widow still wouldn't have gotten like a hundred million dollar opening but if it probably would have gotten that 80 million still i think it would have been but the longevity there was still would have been a drop off but there would have been enough of a better longevity where that 60 million that we saw on streaming probably if they didn't see it the opening weekend they would have seen it at least next weekend or maybe right. the third weekend or, or even within that 60 million there could be a percentage where they just weren't never going to see go to a movie theater to see this regardless, but because yeah. their buddy bought it for 30 bucks, they went and saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, goes into play of what you were saying earlier, Cody, like, yes, these numbers may look good, but how many eyes were there compared to how much was being paid for? You know what I mean? Right. And does that matter? I just feel like if there was that much interest to go to somebody's house to watch a movie, then there was enough in- interest to go to the theater to do it that's what you assume right so you just assume that there's that much interest and they would have been at the theater and then disney could have captured you know a percentage of that rather than um having gone direct to consumer on a 30 dollar buy-in with nothing else and all these numbers we're getting are are just asinine oh yeah no we saw (laughs) another article was like on streaming where nielsen was trying to say streaming um minutes and they are like luca's number one on the streaming charts because it had 1.57 billion minutes viewed (laughs) like what does that mean like is that screw it go to seconds tell me how many seconds there were now trillions of seconds that is some good streaming numbers right there so so silly it it offers no context to what was actually viewed it, it didn't reference if that got any new subscriptions like i'd be more it wasn't tri- pvod it was just yeah. a normal eight dollar no, subscription i know so i wonder how many eight dollar subscriptions they got for that or is did that it double? just did it triple yeah did they did they get a noticeable bump how many of those minutes just... were watched thoroughly yeah. like i know for some things it's either 20 seconds counts as a watch or two minutes counts as a watch right. like what there's no industry standard anymore no. on what counts as a watch so it was somebody in there for a minute and they're like they watched it for the full 90 studios are getting away with streaming success because they don't count anything because right. there's no transparency <laughs> and no and no context it's just a subscription price but even still like you're not People can share stuff, yeah. similar to the PVOD thing. They can share stuff, and they can total up 1.57 billion it's minutes almost, It's almost anyway. 3,000 years of viewing, guys. Yeah. This is really important here. Like, imagine watching uh, I, Luca for that long. That's crazy. 3,000 years. Yeah. Haven't all each individual person has lived 1.57 oh, billion minutes? I don't know. Maybe If you not, worked it back, like, Luca would still be playing before the pyramids were built exactly <laughs> i don't know about you but that screams success <laughs> I, I think we got a winner i just remember when we had really young kids and we watched peabody and sherman mm-hmm. and turbo and various little shows over and over and over again and i'm sure that that's what's happening here it's oh, just absolutely. some probably worn out mom just at her wits end being like let's put luca on one more time and maybe i can have a warm cup of coffee now (laughs) (laughs) no that's that's absolutely 
yeah, just like any other kids movie on streaming, oh, yeah. regardless of it being Pixar. Like it would, they would have. What had else it on was in this top anyway. ten? Moana was number six. Moana's been out for years. It's five what, years old. Now. What yeah. value did that have at being in the top ten? Was was like, tomorrow? Did, is War... Moana getting you any subscriptions? I don't think so. <laughs> was tomorrow they already War did on a there? Year and a half ago. No, no. Tomorrow, War's tomorrow not... War ads everywhere. The number one yeah. stream movie that went away quick. Yeah, <laughs> well, um, they were counting in minutes. We're talking about number one success hourly. Yeah, <laughs> hour by hour. Yeah, hour by minute hour. by uh, minute. Huh? And then Home from 2015 is on here. Know. I don't. That was like a bomb in the theaters. What, what? is it even available? Well, I, well, but granted, Home, yeah. it's probably finding success on streaming because there was recognition that it was on theaters to begin yeah. with. And there was, there's no cost. And then you watch it and then your kids get stuck and then yeah. you just watch it over and over and over again. And yeah. that's what's happened. And then Cruella is on here. Um, and Mitchell's versus the machines is on here. It's all mostly kids stuff. The only thing that's which makes sense yeah. that's on here that I thought was kind of interesting was Wish Dragon, which we watched that as on Netflix. It was a, a movie, but it looks like a made for streaming movie. So oh, wow. I could okay. see where it would be on the list. Sure. But yeah. Imagine if box office numbers totaled up minutes watched. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Just imagine, like I mean people walk out of the theater all the time people yeah. get bored and leave they use the bathroom and go in and out like you can't it's the it'd be the same thing it will mean nothing it means well, nothing black widows uh two hours long roughly mm-hmm. a movie ticket is roughly 14 10, bucks 10 i think bucks? it's eight dollars eight something is the national average grossed what 80 million bucks yeah 80 million <laughs> let's do the math here folks divided yeah. by eight bucks that's 10 million tickets sold. Sure. And we multiply that by 120 minutes. That's 1.2 billion minutes. Huh? Which, which huh? puts it right in line with Luca. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it doesn't Success. Ca- doesn't count Success. Ma- and if we go down to matinee tickets, we're blowing Luca away. <laughs> blowing that mermaid right out of the water. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing as what we were just saying about Black Widow and them releasing the streaming numbers. It's just to boost the brand is to boost the is to make them feel it's create a warranted. success narrative exactly it makes them feel like this is all warranted that this is all a good idea to do it this way but i just i just don't get it from the suicide perspective like you most stuff you need theater first mm-hmm. like obviously there's there's exceptions like wish dragon which like you were saying right it's but that's only because streaming. we needed a kids movie is why we watched it yeah and there was none in the theater at the time. Yes. Not every movie, obviously, is like a theater experience type of movie. No. But there are, I think more often than not, there is a case where it is and it needs to be in theater first mm-hmm. to get exception from audiences. So that way you can have the success there and the success on streaming. Yeah. At a later time. Not at the same time. No. It's just, it's going to be an ongoing debate and, and a struggle, you know, you yeah. to justify having it in theaters and being that middleman. But I think that, you know, there is legitimate reasons why it should be. It does heighten the overall value of the product. It does filter in more dollars towards each consumer that comes. I mean, you just, it creates a net of making sure everybody pays a little mm-hmm. rather than you know piracy and oh and that was another issue was the piracy of of this jumped enormously it was like one of the biggest ones on a torrent site why are why are outlets and people not talking about this i know i know why are studios not concerned about remember this? the whole fbi warning and the whole like you pirating a movie cost this gentleman his job and all those campaigns about anti-piracy. you wouldn't steal a car yeah you wouldn't steal a house <laughs> why would you steal a dvd so, i forgot about yeah. that was all about i you wouldn't you wouldn't steal your baby sister i haven't seen a war well obviously not like you know what you're describing but i still haven't seen any of those warnings before a movie in how long i know what happened where the studios are like, we lose so much money from piracy every year. And then there's zero piracy from the theaters. The piracy happens when a digital copy is made and offered digitally online. Yeah. And even if they're, hopefully not, but even if there is piracy from a theater, it's in the worst quality that even a person who doesn't want to pay money for theaters no. is going to wait for a better 
piracy a digital option. copy because they can take your high resolution 4k digital like rental yeah and copy it and pirate it i don't out. understand why How much money are you losing on that why now? are people not talking about this more yeah. like why are you more worried about movie theaters than you are of some kid in its basement taking your stuff that's why yeah. you tune into this podcast for hot takes like that takes. i don't think that's a hot take no it's it's a bizarre thing that none of the major trades are talking about what happened to this anti-piracy campaign from the studios what happened to all the revenue loss because of piracy well now it's not an issue because you know they want to stream stuff and mm-hmm. piracy goes hand in hand with streaming well how much money are you losing? Do do you not want to make it the narrative? Because then the shareholders will figure out how much money you're actually losing to piracy and be like, maybe streaming's not the answer. How how many how think about how many more billions of minutes that <laughs> you could have had, that you could have had on your streaming service alone <laughs> as compared to someone taking it and watching it could we have- on a pirate on as a pirated movie instead. Could we have had a trillion dollar or a trillion minute viewing if, I, if we I don't had see counted why not. all of the pirated? Imagine how many seconds we'd have to make up a new number. <laughs> yeah. It, I don't know. I'm so glad that we're talking about this now. Like right. we need to, we need to talk about this more as well. Cause I, I get it. Like some of these outlets, obviously they, you know, have other stuff to report and, you know, it, right. but within the industry and things, but I really do think that this needs to be brought up somehow. Yeah. When mm. Black Widow's the number one in theaters, the number one on streaming, the number one pirate yeah. film. <laughs> it's like, who's losing out here? Well, yeah. I mean, it's number one pirated, but I've been selling bootleg VHSs out of the back of my car for the last but, month. Is that, <laughs> is that coming back because of the nostalgic millennial factor? Like, you haven't really seen a film unless it's on VHS. Yeah. Well, I mean, I tried to Are put you, it, I tried to put a movie on vinyl, but it doesn't necessarily yeah, work. You're right. No, no. So. Did you have to record over, you know, old NYPD Blue <laughs> taped <laughs> episodes? So does it, no, does they're, the they're old, they're old like up? copies of like the eraser playing on nbc and then you push pause on the commercials yeah. so it can record those but then you miss like three seconds of when it came back on yeah, yeah. so it's like that okay mm-hmm. oh, like the good old days <laughs> then you have to like correct it because the tracking gets off a little bit oh it's a mess yeah <laughs> it's a mess but that lends itself to the character and the you know authenticity there's an experience that you get yeah. that we just Kid- don't get anymore pirate 4k pirated black widow is not the experience that kids need today they need the grainy vhs pop it down and push play on the vcr everything's too easy now yeah (laughs) too easy (laughs) all right should we switch the mood and talk about some good trailers yeah because um there's quite a few disney trailers on here surprising up surprisingly (laughs) but but you wonder about them because now I don't know. I can't trust when I see a Disney animated film that's going to be in theaters. So Neither I would recommend I. any theater not play these trailers until Disney announces what they're doing. Because we're just feeding the legitimacy of their streaming by pl- doing things like playing trailers uh, before we know what they're doing with it. So That was the same thing. I got a request from Netflix to put a, a trailer on. They wouldn't give me a print count or a release date. Yeah, but they're like, play our trailer. <laughs> hmm. All Is right. this going to be in theaters? Select theaters. When? We don't know. <laughs> How many select theaters? What is select Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Be very cognizant of what you're putting on your screen because you want to promote theatrical right. movies. As much yes. as we want to promote months in advance, you don't need this trailer right now for something coming out in six months. True. Keep it fresh, keep it curated, and make sure you know what the what the print plan is on it, what the release pattern is going to be. Because Disney got us twice. You know, there was a lot of people that had, and I know it was the pandemic, but they had Mulan, they had Soul, and there were people that had played Luca for yeah. a couple weeks. These are trailers said it was going to be theater first. Yeah, and then they changed their mind. And so all of those people that had Luca playing and had posters up i just don't advertise anything disney until they're honest with you about what they're gonna do even better to create your own dcp trailers for your concession stand yeah and upcoming events at your theater all the more reason to promote your venue over what's coming would rather have that over another trailer yeah 
So especially as, you can keep it into 30 seconds. Because these are <laughs> especially as that. we get yes. into these trailers, they're super cute. But I just want to caution you: don't put them out there yet until you know. Well, let's yeah. do them quick then. Okay. Um, the first one was turning red from Pixar. From Pixar and Disney. Yeah. Um, looks like the story is about. I, I think it's about a young girl who has like anger issues of some kind, yeah. and like her mom probably causes those anger issues, unbeknownst to her mom, and. It's pretty much like the Hulk where she turns into... A giant red panda. Right. So like the Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like a little girl Hulk. And yeah. when she gets angry, she turns into this giant red panda. And then it's hard to turn back into that cute little girl. Mm-hmm. How do they not name this movie Seeing Red? I know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, that pains me. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is Bad Boys for Life. Yeah. <laughs> as the third film all over again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Because honestly, like watching this, I this is gonna be weird for me to say about Pixar. I wasn't over the moon about it. Mm-hmm. I had a weird vibe from it for some reason. I don't know if it was almost too cutesy that feels so out there for Pixar because they're more because right. she didn't turn into a monster. She turned into something super cute. So it, it was it's a not, little weird. That, I mean, that's fine. It just for some reason the overall tone didn't feel like pixar to me and maybe i'm just reading too much into it and especially a little upset still about luca going to streaming Mm -hmm. but i almost wonder if this almost feels more like a streaming movie as compared to like a pixar experience for a theater you know i could be reading too much into it it barely shows you anything about the movie but that's just a weird vibe that i got i thought i was seeing a trailer for a short you know a lot of the times disney will put a disney animated five minute short before a film like they did was it olaf's frozen adventure before a frozen film Uh, that's not a good example like that was 20 minutes but oh bow bow would be a good example (laughs) Yeah. yeah um so I thought I was seeing a trailer for a short. I didn't realize it was a whole movie. And that, I've never made that mistake. Which Yeah, the, the shorts are good. Yeah. But you know the difference. You can see it, a difference. Sure. I felt like this was short quality. not. I felt like it was almost the whole short. Too. Yeah. And then, I don't know. Then the other trailer we had from Disney definitely looked like a streaming movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you think so? I think so. Okay. So that was Encanto. Mm-hmm. And that's from Disney Animation, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, and um, supposed to be coming out in November. Who knows about yeah, theater? Yeah, it shows about yeah. like um, a South American family that's magical. They each all have their kind of own powers and unique abilities, mm. and then there's one girl that's just normal. <laughs> right. The norm, <laughs> the normie, and the family of exceptionals. Yeah, I at least liked. There seems to be a switch to it. Like instead of being like, oh, you're this special person who has everything and can do no wrong, but you still learn about uniqueness for some reason. Mm -hmm. And at least they're doing reverse of that. I kind of hope, though, that for, you know, kids like learning about this message, they don't like make it to where, oh, she has all of the uniqueness. Of course. course I'm very worried that's going to happen. But at least from this teaser. It that. looks good for kids, and it looks like it's at least flipping no, the message. She's going on it. to take control, and 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 something bad's going to happen. She's going to rally her family, mm-hmm. and she's going to say direct people to use each one of their abilities yeah. to get through a the movie problem. About leadership, yeah, okay, she'll be a leader. Could, yeah, exactly like uh, Ray and the Last Dragon yeah. that they just released, where the dragon was. I mean, sure, worthless. they all <laughs> they all have their. Um, formulas yeah it'll be it's just a matter of like how you switch up the formula and make it different so it looks like they're doing that i just hope that they also flip up like that storyline formula a little that we've bit. seen before I just did, a little bit. i did this like the place. turning red i i think out of the two that i identified with that one more because we might be living with one of those right now well there was <laughs> there, there was one standout trailer that i heard you guys yeah. laughing out loud about yeah, oh, the yeah. Queenpins trailer from SDX. Yeah, so this one has uh, Kristen Bell and who is the other gal? Uh, I actually don't remember. Oh, I'm not familiar a- with anyways, her. Um, they're two ladies kind of down on their luck, you know, struggling financially. Lower and middle they, class. And yeah. they, they get into a coupon <laughs> scheme where they get real coupons. They're stealing them and then mm-hmm. sending them out to families that in need and stuff for some money. And so they're... But then in comes a um, <laughs> a postal service agent and 
uh, a postal inspector agent. Right. And then there's, I think, like an FBI agent yeah. who's like in the lower, lower tiers, tiers because he works in like the mail department of the yeah. FBI as well. I he's, think that's what the... He's like an FCI agent. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. And th- those two are played by Vince Vaughn and Paul Walter Hauser, who is just a terrific man and actor. Oh I love him gosh. so much. It was... The trailer was so funny and pivoting them where you're really rooting for the gals because mm-hmm. you're like everybody's been there where they're just like i just need a break you yeah. know just a break from this and then and they're really not hurting anybody and they're only costing corporations money but it's money that they were yeah. already going to put out as coupons so you're like yeah no one's really getting hurt by this mm-hmm. <laughs> you've got these two vince Vaughn guys these two agent guys that are take the job so, so seriously. seriously yes <laughs> But hilarious. No, it just it had some good jokes in it. I'm yeah. really hoping that they weren't all shown just in that trailer, but I actually had a good time with it. I watched it twice and had a good laughs each time. Um comes out in September, I believe, so it's not far out along it's from nice the release to see schedule. STX with something. I we back in the seen game in a while. Yeah, yeah they're we, back at it. We haven't seen them. I really hope they go wide enough on it to actually play in multiple theaters. The last few mm-hmm things they had i think were like 300 or less print counts i mean they were just so limited that they were limited and then we dated greenland with them was the last film oh, yeah. that we dated and then they pulled oh, geez, it and then they pulled right. it mm-hmm. so yeah. we've had some issues there so i i get i as much as i love the trailer i'm a little hesitant because i just don't trust I that agree. this is going to happen in the, for theaters i wouldn't be surprised if they sell it but it's a solid comedy that it is would so play funny. well in theaters yeah totally um, and then the last one we saw was the Adams Family trailer. And, mm-hmm. you know, when Hotel Transylvania moved onto that 10-1 date against Adams Family, everybody kind of freaked out. And I was like, they're like, one has to move. I'm like, well, let's see what Adams Family movie is going to even be. Because at that time, we didn't even know what the plot was or anything. Sure. And it turns out that they're going on family vacation. Yeah, they, they like up the ante Adam. where uh, Hotel Transylvania waited till the third movie to mm-hmm. have a summer vacation. Yeah. They're doing it in two. Number didn't, two. Didn't Adam's Family Values also have them on a vacation? I think so. <laughs> hmm. Or there was like a country club or something. I'm trying to remember. I remember a summer camp. The yeah, summer camp was in was. the first one, was I thought. Summer camp was the first no, one? It, no, you're no, right. It was, it was the second, second one. one. The kids went to summer camp. And the parents i think they did go to a country club it was with like fester the, and his it was like oh, that character um, yeah. was awful whatever the, her name was the country club and dirty dancing where yes <laughs> that's yeah. what it was like okay <laughs> yeah but, it totally yeah. so it's sticking with the fam- adam's family theme of family vacation yep well <laughs> but, i love sure the, why not you know, sony puts out a trailer for hotel transylvania and then united Airlines puts out their trailer you know we are move. We, yeah, th- this is think, like a chicken situation. Yeah, I They're think we just... know who's going to blink first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Sony. You <laughs> don't have recording. the best track re- record. <laughs> After what, this recording, what they'll do is move wait. it back and move it, move it back and then move it forward again to the same date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They um, love switching it around. Yeah, no kidding. But no, the trailer looked good. Remind me of the first movie. Mm-hmm. and Had all the good fun of the first movie all the same voices yeah, they didn't like replace yeah. they didn't replace anyone they haven't replaced anyone <laughs> <No>. sony <laughs> where's adam sandler what'd you do with him so i still kick it over that <laughs> so i had this flash when i saw the first trailer it sounded like adam sandler like the voice actor was doing an adam right, sandler yeah. impression i took the kids to peter rabbit 2 last weekend mm-hmm. and they showed the new trailer and it didn't sound anything like Adam Sandler. I felt like it was a bait and switch. I'm like, who is this? <laughs> it was strange. Yeah. That's so funny. How was taking, we should segue real quick into a, a, how was taking the kids to the theater by yourself? Cause we've always ever gone as a couple, a couple or with a uh, grandma or uh-huh. always had an additional adult. I will never do this again. <laughs> <laughs> We made it through two trailers, and then someone had to use the restroom. Well, the thing that you don't realize when you have backup is when you take two children to the restroom is that you are also required to carry the popcorn and the drinks and jackets and, uh, you know, the younger one. (laughs) So, So you go and go into the bathroom and then just stand there with all of your food in the bathroom, which is awesome. And then we got settled, went back into the theater, 
And then I realized that uh, one of my favorite things about going to the movie theaters in the summer is that it's cool and I like to, you know, take a quick snooze. Because <laughs> Peter Rabbit's not thrilling enough for you to stay awake? I just, I enjoy taking a quick snooze, whether it's Transformers or <laughs> Peter Rabbit or whatever it is. If it's a 90 degrees outside, I'm going to rest my eyes for a few minutes. <laughs> uh, can't do that with a five and a seven year old at the theater. <laughs> no. Because they'll just disappear. Yeah. And you the, have to be vigilant. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we uh, visited the bathroom again about 70 minutes into the film. <laughs> so It wasn't over yet? <laughs> no, no, no. We, we had just gotten to the part where I was gaining interest, and then it's like, I really have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm checking the runtime on silverscreeninsider.com hey. to, see, yeah. to see how much time I've got left. And, yep, we ended up having to go to the bathroom and then uh, finishing... Finishing out uh, the last 15 minutes of the film. <laughs> so never again. <laughs> yeah. Either one-on-one -on -one or with with help, right? Two-on-two. Two. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was running a zone defense there for a while, <laughs> and that was not the way to go. No. It kind of reinforced our decision not to have a third, where it's that way all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> outnumbered. <laughs> yeah. No thanks. <laughs> oh, well, we've got... Um, yeah, theater. Speaking of my theater horror story, Kyle's yeah. got a new one this week. Apparently, I do. I was handed the yeah. email that we got. Uh, should I say? Can I say the yeah. name and the theater? Um, why don't name you just say state. your name and state? All right. This is from Catherine from Washington. Thank you for submitting this story. Thank you, Catherine. Uh, it does look like there's two stories, but the second one's shorter. But anyway, we'll start with the first one. Kitty cat. I don't think she would appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, so the theater she owns is a single-screen $5 theater that's been fully renovated. It seats 550 but it's a very much a neighborhood-friendly theater. Uh, because it's a single screen, the doors go directly outside to the parking lot. About 15 years ago, I was doing a theater check at the beginning of a movie. I heard an odd sound and went to investigate. What I found made me laugh, but the boys got a talking to at the same time. The young man had smuggled in a small microwave that he perched on his lap after running the cord to a nearby outlet. He thought it would be a good idea to make his own microwave popcorn during the movie. I suspect he left the microwave outside the exit doors, retrieved it when he got inside the theater, and saved a few dollars in the process. Very creative. <laughs> Can you imagine how big microwaves were 15 years ago, too? This thing had to be right. so awkward and heavy. And no one reported. They just saw a guy just <laughs> lugging, waddling, carrying a microwave, right. that giant yeah. by himself. <laughs> Running a microwave right over the family jewels, probably not an awesome <laughs> idea either. <laughs> not Who well knows what? Through. <laughs> Who knows how that uh, ended up, you know? <laughs> years down the road yeah. <laughs> i just love that they're like a little ingenuity and i'll get free popcorn <laughs> yeah <laughs> the other the other story is about my black pug louie who i used to bring in to work with me he was very friendly and well loved one day i was unable to find him which is unusual one of the employees decided to do a theater check and found louie sitting on a customer's lap getting lots of cuddles pets and probably popcorn the employee promptly asked if she could take Louie back to me, which she did. We all had a good laugh about it. That I, was just sweet. I would have charged. <laughs> you, want, you want a cuddle companion during the movie? <laughs> that just, but that's like a mascot, you know? Yeah. You know, some small businesses or I guess theaters now have like right. the one dog who's like, oh, that's old so, Buck the dog. We, everyone loves Buck. And so yeah. folksy about these small town theaters. Everybody has yeah. a story like that. Yeah. Which we want to share here, so keep Definitely. emailing them in. They don't have to be horror stories. They could just be fun, fun stories that just make us love the movie theater even more. Yep. So, yep. Catherine, thank you so much for your stories. We had a good laugh over the microwave popcorn. <laughs> and hopefully just everyone else did too. Totally feels like a teenager would do something like that. Yeah. Guy, guy sneaks in with his own taffy pulling machine. Yeah. <laughs> Saltwater taffy. I'm making yeah. bread. I have a dough machine. Anyone want to make bread? Anyone want some bread? Some guy. pizza? Guy sneaks in one of the beer cooler straps you wear around your neck at yeah. football games. He's walking around <laughs> selling tall boys. Yeah, it's only. Yeah. Sorry for the just him. Lots of people in the, in the rows. Yeah, yeah, he's got the wrapped up hot dogs. Get your hot dogs here. <laughs> Does this guy chucking even them, work here? Chucking them overhand in the dark. <laughs> he's that oh. good. Uh, yeah. But these are great, though. We've loved. Uh, seeing these stories come in and we love sharing them. So keep on doing that. Yep. 
Uh, but otherwise, we've wrapped up for this episode. We have, yeah. So excited for this weekend. Escape Room from Sony and Space Jam. I'm going to take my son. I'm, I'm having a mom date tonight. I hope my nostalgia glasses are still working because <laughs> I, I want to enjoy I this one. I know. You're so hesitant about it. but I, The LeBron thing has got to me too. We've seen, I didn't buy into like the LeBron hate so much, but I think it's... I think it's a thing. Don't let that ruin the movie because oh, no, it's not going to ruin the, the movie because that's idiotic. And there's dozens of Looney Tunes. No, the the, no, the just, LeBron hatred isn't going to ruin my experience. Nope, just watch the. Yeah, I mean, the stunning visual effects they do on his hairline are <laughs> amazing. That's some great CGI there. <laughs> the bun, the Bugs Bunny. Uh, I don't know. All the characters, hairline. the animation, that's cool, but the hairline is where it's at, folks. Yeah. Spoken like a Jordan fan. <laughs> shave it and move on (laughs) all right everyone thank you for listening to this episode of the off the break podcast you can find us on all podcast platforms and over at silverscreeninsider.com where if you're a theater or manager needing upcoming uh film information and assets to promote these movies you can check out that website and gather all the information and assets you will need remember bald is beautiful folks (laughs) but still go to space jam a new legacy yeah have a good weekend bye